The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. to our next guest here. A couple of your texts coming and said, we need electoral reform. The three-party system in Alberta will not happen. Um, and then another one says, I would like uh, politicians to actually put the words and the needs of the people and run the various governments as a business and not a cash cow for friends, family, and unions. It's all about accountability. Um, love this one too. Said, what about um, we get rid of parties altogether, only have independence run, and we vote on what the individual stands for. It was interesting. I told you I was up in, in uh, Yellow Hunt knife uh, at the end of May for uh, a conference with the Air Force. Not that time we went um, through the legislature there and yeah, they're all independents. It was fascinating and again it comes with its own challenges as well but it was really, really interesting and uh uh, and, and just loved how they were doing things up there. Obviously, I need to learn a lot more about it. Um, but I thought, boy, they're onto something here. Okay, I promised you today, um, I think it's going to be a, a, a fun feisty <laughs> uh, Friday. So the feistiness was just before uh, the, the news there. I've got a fun story here for you. And I, I, I read about it a, a little while ago, and I said, we have to track this guy down. He is known as the penny-building fool to thousands of people on YouTube. In real life, his name is Corey Nielsen. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and he says he has broken a world record. Uh, Nielsen recently finished building, get this, the largest pyramid made of pennies. Over a million of them, and Corey joins us now. Hi, Corey. Hi there. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. How are things in Phoenix, Arizona this afternoon? Hot? Very hot. Yeah. What's the temperature there this afternoon? I think we're going to be right around 110. Boy, oh boy. Okay, so I need to ask you a a number of questions. I know first off, I think uh, the Guinness officials visited earlier this week. Did they make it official, Corey? It was actually, it's a surveyor. It, it wasn't an official from the Guinness Book of okay. World Records. I think that was actually a misprint. But uh, it's going through the process now of, uh, you know, I'm submitting the evidence pack package for them to inspect. And then once that's cleared, then I'll officially have the record. Okay. So, Corey, um, just so my listeners can picture this, I've seen uh, the videos. I've seen um, pictures from news articles. Um, how big is this pyramid? It is, well, it measures 65 stacks of pennies across and 65 stacks of pennies back, and then 65 stacks up. And each stack is 11 pennies. So it's close to four feet uh, all the way across and then all the way up. How did this? It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And how, so how did this start? How did you decide, okay, I need to build a, a pyramid out of pennies? Well, I started, I have an office at home. And I just started piling up. I, I collect a lot of coins, and so I had a lot of pennies, and I just made a little pyramid on my desk, on the corner of my desk, and it was about 41,000 pennies. And I was calculating the weight, and I'm thinking, this is about 285 pounds. It's pretty big. I don't think I'll make it any bigger. I thought I'd maybe break the desk. But I did take a picture, and I showed a couple of colleagues at work, and they had asked me, you know, playfully, is this a world record? And I'm like, you know, I, I really don't know. And so I did some research, and, and I had advised them if it wasn't, then certainly I'll make it one. <laughs> and my research initially showed a larger pyramid of about 626,000-plus pennies, and I'm like, well, I'll, just, I'll build that. I'll, I'll beat that record. And as I started building on it, I found out the, the actual record was out of Lithuania, 
with just a little over a million pennies. So oh my I just kept going, and um, and I beat the record. So when you when you saw that it wasn't the 626,000 pennies, that it was over a million pennies, did you think to yourself, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? <laughs> Where am I going to get no, all these pennies? You, you know, for me, when I would come home and, and my wife's at work, I just, I was stacking. It was relaxing. It, it relieved any and all stress. And so building it to me was not a big deal. I certainly had the passion to do it. And even now, even though I'm done, I still find myself wanting to go out there and put more pennies on it for whatever reason. So it took, um, like, start to finish. Um, you did this over, what, three years? I did over the course of three years, but I calculated my actual build time to be about 1.8 years because I took many days off in between. I wasn't out there every single day, every waking moment. I just did it when I could, and uh, there was times where I didn't build on it for a couple of weeks. Wow. But mostly because of the delay in getting pennies. Okay, so yeah, where did you get all the pennies from? I received most of them through my credit union, <laughs> a really good organization here in town. And they were on my side. They they knew what I was doing, and they totally and completely supported it and made every penny available to me. Uh, but sometimes there were delays in shipments, and so I would go pick them up and bring them home and stack them up. And so, did you you, you bought these pennies from the credit union? I did. I, I bought out of my pocket approximately about ten thousand, a little over ten thousand dollars worth. The rest of them were donated from coworkers and people that I I work with. And you know, I would come to work. And in my office, I had pennies all over my keyboards or desk, and I would just take them home. <laughs> That's awesome. And and so in the pyramid, um, nothing is glued, right? It's just stacked. That's right. It's just balanced on top of each other. They're pretty heavy, you know, so it's not really going to move at all. But there is no glue, adhesive, welding, or anything like that. It's against the rules with Genesis. And so I followed the rules. I knew what I had to do. It is, it is fun to do it. Did did you ever bump into it? Did you have, like, your family pet, you know, not allowed in there? Were, were you ever afraid of it, like, just tumbling to the ground? You know, that's a great question. I was so proud of myself in the beginning because I had never bumped into it. And then in the course of two weeks, I managed to, not paying attention, kick a corner. You know, but it would just kick out the corner. It, it would take me all of maybe five minutes to fix it. <laughs> and uh, But, no, it's stable. I mean, you could kick out the corners, and it's still going to stand up. So um, all of the pennies in this also are American, right? I don't think we have Canadian pennies in circulation anymore. They are. Yeah. I actually did find a, a number of Canadian pennies, and I had to take them out because the rules through the Guinness Book of Rules records are you have to use the same currency it can't be uh mixed up oh my gosh so you had so to follow I had to all sort the through it yeah Corey oh, nelson oh, joining yeah. me this afternoon uh known on youtube as the penny building fool um just waiting to hear if he set the record and it sounds like he has of building the largest pyramid made out of pennies with just over a million i think it's a mil a million thirty three hundred and fifteen something like that well, one million thirty thousand three hundred and fifteen pennies yeah wow okay so uh, how did you keep track of it all I have a spreadsheet, and I would track every day how many stacks I would be putting on. And, you know, and so as I made the time lapse, I knew if I was going to build a row and it was going to be 63 stacks across, you know, once I built that row, then I, and there were 63 stacks in my spreadsheet, <laughs> and it calculated everything out for me. One of the cool things, uh, Corey, when you look at the pictures and you look at the video, there's it's not just you put a pattern on this pyramid as well. I, I did. I had a lot of time, as you can imagine, and as you're building on it, you have a lot of patterns going through your head. I knew I was going to put a pattern 
on the outside layer. And this is the pattern that kept coming through my head. And thankfully, it worked out well. And, and the way I did it, the, the shiny part of the pyramid that you see are brand new pennies right from the mint. And the darker patterns are old circulated pennies that contrasted the uh, new pennies pretty well. Yeah. It and so it worked out. Yeah, it looks really great. So I have read and I have heard that uh, once you get this Guinness uh, record confirmed, that you're going to tear it all down. I am. I actually look forward to it. I would like very much to see what a million plus pennies look like in a big pile <laughs> and I, I suspect it's going to be a huge pile for sure and but i've also heard that you want to make a bigger one i do i'm going to, i'm attempting to work with a local casino here in town and i really want to do it out of quarters and i want to do it just about four million sixty thousand quarters wow. about a, a little over a million dollars worth um is is your is your wife supportive of all of this <laughs> she's <laughs> That's a great question. Yes. Yeah. She is extremely supportive. And so uh, I, I had committed to her that I would buy her a new dining room table because <laughs> I think I actually ruined her table sorting the pennies out. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. You know what, uh, Corey? Uh, well, congratulations on this. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting story and a great story for a Friday afternoon. This labor of love uh, for you. I look forward to seeing the uh, the next pyramid you build uh, out of quarters. And I guess you, you, you're talking about doing it inside the casino, though. You'd probably need more um, security, right? Right, and that's exactly why I want to do it. It's, it's a pretty good chunk of change, and I really want to do it where the public can see it, but at the same time have it be secure where yeah. people can't bump into it or not get you know, anything in a word to it. So that's the plan. All righty. Well, I, I hope you're enjoying some downtime, a little bit of uh, free extra time uh, that's, that you have on your hands now and uh, the, the Arizona heat, Corey. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. You're very welcome. Thank you. Take care. Corey Nielsen, uh, again, you can find him on YouTube. It's Penny Building Fool. Um, just waiting to hear if he's got this Guinness record. But, yeah, it kept track of it all. And one of the reasons why he did it on YouTube was so that he would have that video, that start and that finish. Could you set a, a world record in anything, Chedville? Could you? What would it be? Uh, dirty record in dirt, or uh, a world record in dirty socks? World record in... Crushing beer cans? I don't know. I don't know what mine would be. World record in how many shades of red in one person's hair? I don't know. Maybe that could be it. The world record in the... Hmm. No, I'm, just, I'm wondering here. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can check him out, uh, Penny Building Fool, on YouTube. If you want to see a picture of the pyramid, again, it's over a million pennies. Uh, 1,030,315 pennies. Um, just Google it as well, and you can see the really cool pattern on it that he did that with the with the new pennies and the old pennies. I'm like, God, that guy's got more patience. The more patience than I, anyone. Uh, stick around. We'll continue the conversation after this. Texted in and said, Jay, did you say he had the most pay sense? Ha ha ha. Well played, Tim. Well played. Uh, and Chet Fan Ryan says, Jay, 
I could probably have a world record in procrastination. As a matter of fact, I'll start tomorrow or maybe next week. Yeah. Are you a procrastinator? I am. It's it's funny because there are times, so I'll have to do a lot of... um, (laughs) <laughs> presentations I'm th- and thank you everyone who is offering to bring me a beer I, first off I said that I might need a beer it's exceptionally warm in this studio not that it, it matters um, uh, to you but it is really warm in here plus I got all fired up plus I'm 48 so y- y- if you know what I'm talking about a number of you have been texting in uh, that you can drop me off a beer um, and, and here's the thing as much as I would love to have a beer uh, beer and microphones don't go together um, and um, you know, uh, I need to, I need to keep my job, and we need someone here to do this show, right? So um, I appreciate the beer offers. I think I'm going to have a, a root beer instead. Um, uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, procrastination and speech writing. So I don't know if, if you have to do this. So I I I, I MC a lot of gigs, and and uh, oftentimes, uh, certainly with some of my military uh, events, I have to do a lot of speeches. And if you've ever sat down to write a speech, um, you know sometimes it can be pretty difficult. And and I have a bit of a, a way that I do it, and I, I tend to get something stuck in my brain, and then I just um, I, I put it down, and I just start kind of writing around it. But I have been notorious uh, in years past of being really stuck. I think sometimes if you just overthink things too much when you're trying to write a speech, maybe it's a speech for graduation, maybe it's a, a speech at your at your kid's um, wedding, whatever it is, and you, you start to think way too much and you overthink and you overthink and you overthink and uh, then it just gets right bogged down. There are days, there have been days, there have been speeches that I have written that have been literally like the day of, you know, might have to do an event that evening and do a a, a keynote, whatever it is, and boom. And those ones, though, they're like lightning in a bottle. Sometimes I don't know, you know, how it happens. Other times, you know, it can be three weeks out, four weeks out, and you get this idea and boom, out it comes. But it's... It's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting process and it can be a tough one certainly if you're not used to it. Um, you know, I write I don't know how many speeches a year, numerous ones, um, and uh, all of them are different. The process is different in every single one, but hmm, maybe I'll uh, put something together on that coming up. Um, I have two minutes here, so we were talking about uh, we were talking with the guy with the penny pyramid. I wanted to tell you about this one. Because I have a question for you, Chedville. Um, there was a story out of Saskatoon. You know when you go to Canadian Tire, and I have to admit, Canadian Tire is one of my favorite stores. When my husband, when Coach finds out that I'm going to Canadian Tire, he's like, okay, you can only be in there for 10 minutes. Because I will spend hours in there if possible and spend way too much money. I love Canadian Tire. Um, and I love the smell of it. It's a weird smell, but I love it. Is that the tires? Anyway, um, there's a guy who bought a canoe with Canadian Tire Money. And listen to this. The price came to $776.99. It was on sale. Most of the money that he bought it with, he took it in when in a briefcase, was those 10-cent bills. Picture that, if you will. A caseload of 10-cent Canadian Tire bills. $776.99. He received a lot of that from his friends, his family, and others, like the penny guy did. He said it started as a joke on the internet. He said he never intended to buy a canoe with Canadian Tire money, but he made a joke about doing it, just like the penny guy did, and people really liked it and wanted to help. 
The cashier, the poor cashier at the Canadian Tire, she's been there for five years. She said she'd never seen anything like it. She said she didn't know what to do. She said she pressed the wrong button on the till, everything. Um, he's planning on using the canoe, like today, tomorrow, this weekend in Saskatchewan for the long weekend. So my question for you, as we head into this next break, maybe you collect Aventura points, maybe it's the Blue Air Miles, maybe it's Canadian Tire Money. What was the best thing, the greatest thing that you've paid for with points or something like Canadian Tire Money? Coach and I saved enough air miles, like the Blue Air Miles, like from the Safeway or whatever it was, to pay for a cruise and airfare for the cruise. Now, we'll never do it again because it's juggling. You have to, you know, yeah, being on hold, all that sort of stuff. But we did. We paid for a cruise and the airfare. What is the best thing that you've ever bought on points or with cash, like Canadian Tire Money? Some of your texts coming in on the points that you've saved and what you've bought with them. Um, I've been collecting Canadian Tire money since the early 60s. I'm saving up for a Canadian Tire. That's from Keith. Thanks, Keith. Wayne says, back in 1996, Jay, we had enough Canadian airline miles. I think it was $160,000 or 160,000 of them to get first-class airfare for a honeymoon to Australia and Tahiti. Nice. And this one from uh, Wabasca this afternoon, although I haven't used it. I have a scene card for Cineplex Odeon with over 36 free movies on it. Get on it. There's some good movies out there. And this one, uh, my six-man ice fishing, fishing tent and a tree stand. That's what you've bought. Again, we paid for a cruise and airfare uh, with the Blue Air Miles uh, a couple of years ago. And we thought that was, that was pretty, pretty good. Let me know at 6.30, 6.30. Eileen has your 3 o'clock news up next. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 